Boy, ain't he worthy of praise. You know, I can't help but go back and think about Stephen a little bit. I mean, who did he see, folks? Who, who did he see when it all came down to all that it was? He saw Jesus. Who was there that never left him? Jesus. <laughs> who revealed himself yet again? Jesus. Jesus. I'm so glad to know by the grace of God, <laughs> by the grace of God, we can look unto Jesus. We can look unto Jesus. We're going to look tonight, the believer's passion. The believer's passion. You know, I, I believe when you get to a, uh, a place where uh, Stephen was, and you get to a place where uh, Paul was, you can, boy, you can really notice some things. There's some passions we ought to have. Some of you say, well, this is just a salutation. This is just an opening. I, listen, I'm going to tell you tonight, I, I believe the salutation is of God. I believe God inspired the salutation. I believe the very welcome that Paul gave, God inspired it. <laughs> yes, every ounce of it. And it's not by accident that he writes the way he does. You do realize that tonight. It ain't no accident. Hey, he wasn't just sitting down and saying some pretty little things that he thought would be helpful to him. He said things that mattered. Under God they mattered. Let's, uh, let's look here together. Colossians chapter number 1. We're going to look at the first six verses. Notice the way Paul writes. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and of the love which ye have to all the saints. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. Whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Which is come unto you as it is in all the world. And bringeth forth fruit as it doeth also in you. Since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in Truth. Now you say, preacher, where's the passion in that? Well, we're going to dig in, all right? Yeah, listen, if you came and you don't open up your you can open up your ears. I'm asking you to open up your heart. I believe God wants you to open up your heart, right? There ought to be some passions for the children of God. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you, God. God, for what you have truly accomplished today. God, we accomplished nothing apart from you. God, help us now. God, help us now. God, I know that you know every person who God walked into your house and turned on the, or God turned on the live stream tonight. God, you know every heart. God, you know right where they are with you, Lord. And so, God, I just ask now, God, as we open up our hearts for examination, God, you touch us. God, that we truly examine our passions, Lord. 
God, really, what motivates us? God, what really is our heart's desire? God, I pray you examine us. God, show us the truth of our hearts tonight. God, I pray as you show us those truths, God, I pray that we do business with you. God, that we not leave this place the way we came in, God. God, that we could honestly say, God, something, something wonderful has happened in this place. God, I pray. <laughs> oh, God, that you move up and down every aisle. God, up and down every pew. and God, touch every heart. <laughs> the Holy Spirit of God is welcome here. Lord, I thank you. I give you praise because, God, I'm praying with expectation for what you're going to do. God, we give it all to you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. I tell you, I uh, went by a hospice on the way to church tonight. And my dear brother, my dear brother that we've had the opportunity to minister to, Tonight, if the Lord doesn't intervene, and the Lord is intervening right now, he's going to glory. i got to tell you, I got into his room, and there was just such a peace with him. <laughs> How many of you know God provides a peace? He provides a peace for his children. I don't know why God would have me share that with you, but I give God praise for that. Amen. Boy, that God, you know God has got us, I guess because we were talking about Stephen this morning. But, but, but to know that God has us at the point of salvation. But God has us at the point of death. Boy, that God does not leave us nor forsake. He's there with us. He's walking with us. And, and the circumstances of life, He's got us, folks. But, but hear me tonight as we jump into this text in Colossians chapter number 1. And we, we look at uh, Paul's salutation here, the opening of this letter. Listen to me. It matters what he's writing. It matters. And he's writing to the church. Now, can I tell you, there's some things that he's thanking God for. You say, what does that have to do with us? Because it's a clear picture of the believer's passion or what the believer's passion ought to be today. Today. Can I tell you, you know this, the Bible is not out of date. Hey, the Bible is not out of date. The Bible has not expired. And what was true for them is true for us. Come on, church. Notice what Paul says. Now listen, we see the passions of this church. Look at what Paul says. Now first, let's look at Paul himself. Paul, that persecutor. Saul that we talked about this morning. Thank God God changed him. Thank God God saved him. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. By the will of God. I love the fact that Paul points out directly who he is. He's an apostle by the will of God. Listen, if you're saved, it's by the will of God that you're saved tonight. If you're doing anything for God, it's by the will of God that you're able to do it. It's by the calling of God. And listen, if God ain't called you to do something, then stop doing it. I don't care what it is. Stop doing it. Don't do it if God ain't called you to. You say, preacher, I'm, listen, I'm going to touch this and we're going to roll. But you say, preacher, i got to fill in because there ain't nobody else to do it. Come on, preacher. Amen. I don't never want to hear those words. We will fire you on the spot. Volunteer firing. Amen? 
Yes, that's right. Hey, you want to be out of the will of God? You go somewhere else and be out of the will of God. Don't come here and be out of the will of God. Amen. Well, I guess that's not going to get a lot of amens there, is it? I guess some people don't like that, do they? Ain't it the truth, though? Hey, you realize you get out of the will of God, you're going to take the church out of the will of God. Boy, we'll, we ain't going to stone you, but I tell you what, you're going to get that thing right if you're going to stay around here. Amen? Hey, we're going with God, are we not? Listen, what I'm saying is Paul was going with God. Paul wanted to be in the will of God. And he sets it straight up from the beginning by the will of God. Folks, can you say tonight that you're doing what you're doing for God because it's the will of God? Because it's the will of God. Oh, can you say that tonight? Notice, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God and Timotheus, our brother. Boy, Paul never left anybody out, did he? No, he didn't. He loved everyone. He loved people. Hey, listen, when God changed his heart, he changed him, folks. He changed him to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae. Notice what he says, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ. I wonder tonight, Paul announces who he is, but do you notice for the child of God, he announces who you are. He announces who you are, folks. Notice what he says. To the saints and faithful brethren. Do you realize tonight you're a saint if you're saved? Yes. You know, there are religions, and I ain't going to stay here very long, but there are religions that's tried to ruin that word. No, I'm not talking about a saint because you've got yourself in some stained glass on the window. God help us, huh? God help us. I'm not talking about a saint because something's wrote about you. No, I'm talking about a saint because you're saved, because you're separated. How many of you are separated to be used by God? You realize God not only called you to be separated, but consecrated to Him. What does that mean? Sold out for God. Sold out to the will of God. Willing to do whatever God would have you to do when God wants you to do it and how God wants you to do it. Amen? That's the kind. Listen, I'm talking about faithful brethren. You know what a faithful brethren is? A faithful brethren is one that's reliable. Are y'all reliable? I ain't come on now. I'm talking about a faithful brother, one that's reliable, one that you can count on. Listen, if anybody ought to be reliable and faithful, it ought to be the people of God. Listen, I, it's a shame if the world would uh, be more faithful than the child of God would be. Come on. Boy, we've got Jesus. We've got Jesus. Notice here, to the saints, the separated, the consecrated. Thank God you're a saint tonight if you're saved. To the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I love that he mentions the Father. I love the fact that he mentions Jesus Christ. You say, preacher, why is that? Because you can pray to both. Huh? Jesus is God. Boy, that'll ruffle some feathers, won't it? Jesus is God. (laughs) Do you believe it? Do you believe it? I mean, I thank God we can pray. Thank God He's making intercession for us, folks. Notice what He says here, though. We're going to get in the meat of this. Verse 3, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Praying always for you. Hey, you want the sign of a church that's in the will of God? That would be called a praying church. That would be called a praying people folks 
Praying, believing. I ask you tonight, what does your prayer life look like? And we all get quiet. What does our prayer life look like? Seriously, folks. You know, and notice what he says here. He just doesn't say that he's praying. He says, pray always for you. Pray always for you. Let me ask you this. When's the last time you prayed for somebody? Now, I know there's people, listen, and I know there's people in here that pray three, four, five times a day. All right? Listen, if that conviction don't hit you, it don't hit you. But if it does hit you and you got that lump in your throat, just deal with it. All right? Do business with God. But, it, but I'm asking you tonight, listen, look, the point is clear. It, listen, it ought to be a passion of the believer to have a prayer life. To have a prayer life. You want to see God move? Have a prayer life. You got a concern? Take it to God in prayer. You do realize prayer is talking to God. Man, we have made so much of prayer. Prayer is talking to God. And, and can I tell you this? You cannot have a relationship with somebody if you're not willing to talk to them. Yes, you've got to talk to them. God is wanting to hear from you. God wants to be reminded. Hey, if it's nothing but reading Scripture back to God, you are to pray it. Yes, you are to pray. At least then God knows you know it. Come on. We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Notice, not just a little while. And I know y'all think maybe this is trivial tonight. This ain't trivial. This, hey, listen, this ought to be the passion of the believer. Always praying. Preacher, I work. Let me ask you something. What's your attitude? What's your attitude on your job? Well, hey, what's your attitude at your house? What's your attitude when you're sitting in these pews? What's your attitude when you're singing praises unto God? Hey, you can have a prayerful attitude 24-7, 365 days a year. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I don't care what your occupation is. You can be in the spirit of prayer all the time. Yes. Might just change your life. Listen, if we expect God to do anything, we need to get these things straight. Yes, these ought to be the passion of the believer. Notice this. Uh, notice what he says going down. There, and there's a reason why all these are listed the way they are. It, so many people don't understand these are all listed for a purpose. God had him list these out for a reason. Notice what comes next. Uh, verse 3, we give thanks to God and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Verse 4, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Now you know tonight, hey, uh, uh, salvation, hey, by faith. That's where it begins, right? That's where it begins. But listen, too many believers think that's where it ends. I'm getting dry. Come on. Help me out a little bit. Come on. Yes. They, listen, people get saved by faith and then they just drop God. They drop their faith. Listen, you get, I said this morning with Stephen. Hey, you think Stephen was having a picnic? My goodness, but he was faithful, folks. He was faithful. Uh, too many people are ready to abandon their faith. I ask you this, who do you think saved you? You, you know, what we have today in the, listen, the modern day church, the church of today is such a lack of faith. Such a lack of faith. We don't truly believe and trust God. But notice this church. Well, their faith 
In Jesus Christ. Yes. What, what does that mean? The object of their faith is who? Jesus Christ. You know where we get off base so many times is the object of our faith is wrong. Is wrong. The object of our faith is wrong. Now, look at this. Think about this. Ryder brought this out. It just... Would you go to a quack doctor? Huh? Y'all know they some out there. They're crazy. They're crazy. I had one. I'll be honest with you. He told so many jokes. I didn't know if it was about my health or his, his health. I mean... I mean, we just sit there. But listen to me. What, I, what I'm saying is this. What is the object of your faith? Hey, listen. Is, it, is, it, is your faith in your doctor? Is your faith in your medicine? Is your faith in your 401k and your job and your retirement? You know how many people they are living for retirement? They're living for retirement. They're not living for Jesus. You do realize there's a difference. Huh? They're living for the almighty dollar. Come on. If you're there, stop. Hear me. I mean, clearly, if you're there, stop. Make sure the object of your faith is Jesus Christ alone. You can, listen, you, you cannot have the faith of a mustard seed if you ain't got the faith in Jesus Christ. Why is that? Because stock market's going to crash. Has anybody got, a, anybody got some 411 on that? Huh? Ain't we seen that? Things are going to fall apart. Doctors are going to be wrong. Hello? Doctors are going to be wrong. Some people, you know, some people's got the problem that they put their faith in other people. Yes. Well, I'll serve Jesus as long as Brother Steve does. It got help, yes. <laughs> and I love Brother Steve. <laughs> but, but really, he's not perfect. I mean, seriously, if I was going around following him and everything he did, and I did the same thing, how Christ-like is that? We cannot put our faith in people. It must be in Jesus Christ and Him alone. And Him alone. Hey, faith in Jesus. And listen, Paul, listen, Paul didn't just say, you've got faith. I love that. He finishes it out. Faith in Christ Jesus. Yes. Yes, that's where it's at, folks. Notice. Prayer, faith, we read on. Since we heard of your faith, and let look at this. Now, I just want to bring this out before we move, all right? Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. Y'all didn't get it. I'm going to read it one more time. Since we heard. Everybody listening? Since we heard of your faith. How many of you know your faith will get out? How many of you know if you really believe it and Jesus Christ is the object of your... Hey, it'll get out. Word will get out, folks. Hey, people will know what you stand for. People will know what you believe. Hey, listen. The people at Colossae, they wasn't playing games with God's Word. Hey, what God had to say. They wasn't playing games uh, with the Lord. They wasn't dabbling in the world. Hey, listen. Your faith will get out. 
People will see what you believe. People will see what you stand for. Hey, you know what? Listen to this. I said it. When people come up against you, guess what? Uh, people try to hurt you and try to talk down about you. Let your faith speak for itself. Now, if your faith can't speak for itself, you got some work to do. Huh? But you let your faith speak for itself. Somebody brings something against you. Well, God's people know who I am. I'll be honest with you, I don't worry about that stuff. I know I ain't perfect for one thing. But the second thing is, my hey, my people know who I am. Amen. Know what I stand for. If you don't, stay after. I'll tell you everything I stand for. Load you up. Verse 4, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, notice, secondly, and of the love... And of the love, now notice the words here. Words matter. And of the love which ye have to all the saints. Hey, what's the picture of a, of a church here Hey, that, that Paul could give thanks for? They loved one another. They loved one another. They cared for one another. You say now, preacher, what do you uh, mean that, that when, you, when you're talking about the love for all the saints? That word is all. I think you said earlier, what does all mean? Everybody, right? Yes, all. And so, what does that mean? That means you love the lovable. But does it end there? <laughs> no, you love the haters. Oh, do you love the haters? <laughs> Come on now. Do you love the people that reject you? I'll be honest. Listen, I'm just going to tell you. Y'all know I'm as transparent in this water right here. I'm just going to tell you like it is. I've had to deal with this one. And I'm going to need a drink of water before I give you this. i got to be honest with you. Some people get under my skin. Kim says no, sarcastically. For anybody that needs it in stereo. Man, some people are hard to love. Amen. Some people are hard to love. And I ain't talking about my wife. It's easy to love her. Especially when she wakes up like she did this morning in a good mood. All right. Ken, that one's for you, brother. All right. Y'all can ask him about that after church. I shouldn't have done that. Love for all the saints. Hey, what does that mean? That backbiter? <laughs> that bike, that backbiter. I was about to say bike backer. <laughs> That'd be rough, wouldn't it? <laughs> Some people will bite your back, though, won't they? Lord, we having a good time tonight, ain't we? It's hard to love some people, though. Let's be honest. I bet these people on your job, you'd love to wring their neck when the boss wasn't looking. I bet there's people you've probably prayed coals up on their head. Come on. I know you have because I have, and I'm the preacher. Come on. <laughs> Some people's hard to love. Let's be honest. Yes. But notice again what is said, and you may not think this is a big thing, but I think it's a big thing. Love for all the saints. Church, hear me out. Now, I'm, I'm talking... <laughs> 
When you want to see a move of God, you've got to pray, you've got to have faith, but you've got to love people. You've got to love people, and you've got to love people more than you love yourself. And you've got to love them with the love of Christ. It's not enough to, uh, it's not enough to love them uh, with the world's love. That's called lust. But to truly love them with the love of Christ. What does that mean? You put them first. You put them above yourself. And you don't ask for anything in return. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a godly love. I'm talking about agape love. Agape love. Not a- Listen, when we minister to people, you hear me, church? This is a message for the church tonight. When we love people, we don't look for anything in return. We just want to love them. We want to love them. Man, I look at the life. Man, we look to the example of Christ Himself as He walked and He ministered. Hey, for those three and a half years, listen, what did He do? He loved people. He loved people. And what's the commandment for us? To love one another. And there's going to be people, listen to me, there's going to be people who's different than us. Hello. Look around. Everybody's different. People are going to be different. And, you know, and <laughs> there's going to be people that's got different opinions than we got. And I know the first thing you're thinking is, uh, preacher, you know that other side over there. I can't love that. Come on. I know you're thinking it right now. I, I can see it all over your faces. Huh? Preacher, I can't love those people because of what they do. Hey, can I tell you this? He never said they loved them. Because of this. They loved them. Listen, they loved all the saints. They loved all the saints. And I got to tell you this. If we're going to reach people, it's going to be because we love them. I'm talking about even the lost. We got to love them. I didn't say condone them. Not condone what they do. Come on. I don't... That's right. Your vehicle shouldn't be parked down at the ABC. And we got one. Hello. Well, goodness, I didn't meet somebody else, man. Here we go. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. Noticely, when you've got the faith right, Love, (laughs) love comes out. Preacher, what do you mean tonight? When truly you can say that Christ is your core. Everybody remember that from a week ago? Y'all don't remember this morning. Come on now. I said Christ at the core. When Christ is at the core, He's the object of your faith. And so when He is the object of your faith, and when He is at your core, He is love. And love is going to come out of you. But not just love. No, so it accompanies this. And I said this is in order because it is in order for a reason. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have for, to all the saints, verse 5, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. For the hope that is laid up for you in heaven. Now notice this. When your faith is right and your love is right, guess what? You don't have to worry about tomorrow. Your hope falls right in place. 
right in place. You know, listen, uh, that's why I went, and I'm serious about hospitals. That's why I could have so much joy going in there. So much joy. Preacher, you are crazy. Listen, I've watched a lot of people take their last breath. And I, I don't get any joy out of that. You hear me. The, the grief and the sorrow that people feel. You hear me, church. But I can tell you this, I rejoice for the child of God that's going home to glory. Listen, I, listen. when you've got your faith right, the love is automatically right. And when the love is right, your hope is right. Your hope is set. Your hope is fixed. You have the blessed assurance, folks. The blessed assurance. What am I telling you tonight? Listen, they had the faith right. They had the love right. And listen, their hope was right. Now, what do you mean by that? They were ready for the coming of the Lord. Listen, if the church is in hideout, hear me, if the church is in hideout, if the church is running scared, what in the world is the hope of the church? No, that's not the hope of the church. But the hope of the church is this. Jesus Christ is coming back. Jesus Christ is coming back, folks. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you prepared? That's where my hope lies. If your hope don't lie there, then guess what? you got to get on the train. you got to get on the train. I'm telling you what, you ain't got much time to get it right. I'm just telling you. Listen, I don't know the day, don't know the hour, don't know the time. Don't really care because I know I'm going when it's time to go. But I am telling you this, if you ain't got it right, get it right. Get it right. Get your hope in the right place. Not that, you know, and you know what I'm about to say. Not that hope so stuff. You know, we, we act like that don't exist. But can I tell you, I've had countless people tell me when I ask them if they're going to heaven, I hope so. I hope so. That's the very people that ain't going to heaven. Why? They ain't got no assurance. They ain't got no assurance. Hope of the glorious day. You know, I think about, I think about what Steve, I'm going back to Steve, and I guess we should went on back to Acts chapter 7. I think about what Stephen saw when the heavens opened up. But you know what else I think of? I think about what Stephen saw when that last stone took him out. Glory! <laughs> Glory, y'all. I wonder, are you living for glory? Are you living for glory? It's coming sooner than you think. It's coming sooner than you think. Faith, love, hope, that should be the believer's passion. Folks, we shouldn't get entangled with all the stuff of this world. I look around, they so much entangle us and get us off track and, and get us all focused and distracted from what God really wants. Boy, it's right there in front of us. I'll be honest with you, I've had to stop myself on several occasions. I don't want to read it, I want to comment on it. I want to dive right into it. But you know what it does? It takes me away from the passion I ought to have. 
It takes me off of the direction that God wants me on. I ask you tonight, what is your passion, church? What is your passion? Is your, is your passion faith? Is your passion love? Is your passion the hope that Christ has given you? Listen, if it's not, I ask you, why not tonight? Why not tonight? And what do you think you have apart from Christ? Where do you think that your worry is going to leave you? Notice the lasting result. Verse 5, For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. And hear me, that's the only place you're going to, try and try, you're going to find truth today is in the word. Amen. Why in the world we choose to listen to everybody else, I got no idea, but I include myself in that. When all we got to do is open the Word of God. Where have ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel? Verse 6, which is come unto you, as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit. And bringeth forth fruit. Now, preacher, what does this have to do with it? Well, when the believer's passion, now let's go back over this again. When the believer's passion is faith, when the believer's passion is love, when the believer's passion is hope, stay with me, you ready? Here it is. What's lastly? A result. A result. You see, what interested, what interested Paul is that people be saved. And that the gospel go forward. You know what the passion of the church ought to be? That the gospel go forward, that people be saved. And that's exactly what happens, folks, when our passion is where it ought to be. There's a lasting result. And what is it? There's a production. There's a production. And what is that production? Fruit. Fruit. It doesn't, listen, it doesn't happen on its own. God and God's people produce fruit. But we've got to be right where we're supposed to be. We've got to be where we're supposed to be. You get your faith out of line, you get your love out of line, man, you even get your hope out of line. You'll never see it happen. How do you know that, preacher? Because there's plenty of dead churches that can testify to it. You see, for us here at Southside, it's hard for us to take that in because there's so much of that. There's so much faith. There's so much love. There's so much hope. But can I tell you, taking your eyes off of Christ one time, and we're out of it, folks. We're not going to die and go to hell if we're saved. No, that ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about doing something lasting for the Lord. You see, we're, God didn't save us to sit in here and just breathe and take up the air conditioner, which don't feel like it works. Hot as it is. God called us to a work. God called us to a life. To live, to serve Him. I, you know... And I know life is tough. Boy, we could milk that one, couldn't we? 
Well, some of y'all don't agree. You don't like that. But ain't it true that sometimes we milk it? I milk this pinky finger as long as I can. Kim don't even want to hear it no more. And I still can't close it all the way. I'm afraid the church <laughs> has become okay with autopilot, folks. You say, preacher, you talking about Southside? Well, I'm talking to whoever it applies to. <laughs> I said Wednesday night, the, one of the biggest truths that Paul proclaimed was the fact that he hadn't arrived. <laughs> Did you catch that? That he hadn't arrived. And we're talking about Paul here. And we ain't arrived either. We got a work to do until we're called up, folks. Yes, it could be tomorrow, but it might be ten years from now. But more importantly, the question is, what are you doing right now? You realize, you realize the great opportunity we have as believers? I'll tell you this, apart from being saved, the greatest joy I get is being saved, but the greatest joy I get is seeing somebody else get saved. And that don't get old. I asked this question weeks ago. I'm going to ask it again tonight. When's the last time you led somebody to the Lord? Preacher, you shouldn't say things like that. I'm an introverted person. Join the club. Preacher, we're in the midst of COVID and riots and all. How in the world I'm going to lead somebody? Did God quit the saving business? If He did, I wouldn't be here because He had done raptured His church. Come on. We got a great responsibility. We got a great commandment. I'm not talking about an asking. I'm talking about a telling. Y'all know what that means? That's what God's told us to do. How well are we doing it? I want to ask you tonight. I want to ask you tonight. Where are you with the Lord? I mean, we can dance around it and sing songs and go home and wake up and get ready for Monday morning. But I can tell you this. If we was right tonight, Monday morning would be a lot different. Probably mean a lot different to the people around us because we'd have a voice to proclaim the gospel. We'd find somebody to share with. I'm going to go a step further. Preacher, quit asking questions. <laughs> we need questions sometimes. I said, when's the last time you led somebody to the Lord? When's the last time you actually prayed for somebody to get saved? Preacher, who am I going to pray for that needs to get saved? If you don't know the answer to that, child of God, think about what God's done for you. Don't get caught up in this world that you are so consumed that you don't give a thought to God. People are dying and going to hell. People are dying and going to hell. There ain't no holding tank for people. Man, there ain't no do-overs. 
People are going to hell. What are we doing? And I'm talking about from here to there. What are we doing? Truth is, God knew COVID was going to come. <laughs> really? God knew there was going to be riots. God knew we wouldn't be able to get out, but that don't mean we can't proclaim. Listen, all I'm asking you tonight is consider where you are with the Lord. Consider your faith. Consider your love. Consider your hope. And consider what it's done to spread the gospel. And if it ain't right, I'm asking you tonight, but more importantly, he's asking you tonight, get it right. Heads bowed and eyes closed. This altar is coming. I'm going to ask you not to wait, but to go ahead and come. Why? Because we can. We have the opportunity to pray. And it's open tonight. Thank God it's open tonight. Heavenly Father God, I do thank you God for Sunday night service, Lord. God, I thank you for a people who God care. Who God who desire God and hunger for your word. God, I thank you for that salutation. God, I thank you for that opening in Colossians, God, that you gave Paul. God, that ought to be the passions of every believer. God, I pray tonight, if that ain't the passion of God, every believer, God, whether they be in this place or online, God, I pray they do business with you. God, I pray they get that thing settled tonight, get it right tonight, God. God, not put it off another day. God, not wait another week. God, realizing you could come at any moment. And God, to be right with you is all that matters. Lord, I pray you lead, guide, and direct us now, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.